Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, October 17th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tony on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, we had a ton of stuff in the podcast feed. Over the last few days, I had a couple special episodes that released late in the week. And then, of course, we had this week on Broadway on Sunday. You've hopefully already heard my interviews with playwrights Jahay Park and Douglas McGrath. Their two oh, shows yeah. are currently, I'm sure you have, you devoured them, uh, I'm sure. And and um, J.A. Park's show, Peerless, is running through November 6th at 59 East 59th through Primary Stages. And Douglas McGrath's show, Everything's Fine, is playing at the DR2 Theater. And that's, I think I it's on. I can't wait to see that, oh by the God. way. Like, both. I, I, I'm obsessed with the fact that there's, like, so much solo show happening. I know. Like, it feels really good. Like, I feel like hopefully people are on board to be like i'm going to i'm going to check in with one person right now and i'm i'm excited for it did you do you know you're talking about Douglas McGrath's show yes. um is do you know what it's about cuz they're keeping it a very close secret and when i talked with Douglas we like specifically yeah. avoided spoilery things well i mean here's the thing i watched this interview with John Lithgow which sold mm-hmm. me on it which is the fact that like he read the script, read this guy's life because he said, I've got this story to tell mm-hmm. and that's what it is. So we're going to see this guy's life. I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, just just knowing that like, because John doesn't like, he he would not have just taken no. this on if it wasn't so gripping. And yeah. to me, that that in and of itself is like, yeah, we all have to go see this, especially DR2 theater. Like that's excellent. And that's what I talked about in, in the interview. Like I love seeing stuff there. And if John Lithgow and Daryl Roth are on board, like, you know, that's something that's pretty special it is it feels like a story you probably have heard before like if you ever if there was an elevator pitch to it but having i've read the script it's very much not so it might be a little harrowing for some people but it is very much told with a much different perspective and it's it's very different than i think what you would expect if you just heard the log line for it, which is why they don't give out the log line because it's very much not what you would expect. But anyway, those episodes are in the feed. I'm also going to be seeing um, Peerless, uh, Jahe Park's show at 59th. I think you're going to be seeing it as well. We aren't seeing it together, but that is the modern-ish take on Macbeth in which two Asian-American twin sisters are trying to get into college. You know I'm a sucker for a Macbeth and Shakespeare adaptation, so I'm all about seeing that. All right, so that's the fun stuff. We have to start the show off with some drama, Grace, and I just don't, I just don't know. I like we're giving y'all the news. We're giving you the news yes, of what's happening to. in the zeitgeist because it is in the theater community, and that that is what we are doing right now. We yeah. aren't we aren't giving you the the tea, the shade, any of it. We're no. just giving you what has happened this weekend. Yeah, because there has been a lot happening since starting on Thursday, and it's it's not great, and it's not fun, and we don't necessarily have any big picture commentary on it. I'm sure little thoughts will pop out, but there are two. Fairly significant controversies controversies surrounding the theater community that have really dominated the conversation since late last week. We're going to start over uh, at the Walter Kerr with Hades Town, and apparently midweek, I believe either on Wednesday or Thursday, Lilius White from the stage, currently playing Hermes in the show, called out an audience member for what Lilius thought was having a phone out and either recording or being distracting to other people during the show. It turns out that that audience member, Samantha Coleman, who does identify as deaf blind, was actually using the approved app that allows you it's to a captioning device, captioning yeah. device to be able to follow along with the show and to do all of those things. 
Samantha posted something on social media and was very clear that she did not believe that Lilius was acting maliciously, but she did say that she was hurt and embarrassed and said it was a horrifying experience and she said that it happened not once but twice at least Uh, and she said that she felt ostracized and publicly ridiculed and the reason that she was going public was this was to bring attention to the fact that these things are part of the community and we need to do better in not jumping to these conclusions and making it a little bit more commonplace for people who need these extra layers of accessibility to enjoy theater to have that in a safe space. Of course, uh, immediately after kind of they figured out the situation, both Hades Town and Jew Jamson, who owns the Kerr, uh, apologized to Samantha in a public statement and clarified the situation. And unfortunately, that's bad enough. And, and the situation is bad and you feel horrible for Samantha. But things have really kind of snowballed from there in which a number of people online, and I say a number because who knows if this is a vocal minority and it just sounds aloud because they're a lot of people talking about it, or if it's more people than we really even know. But when it comes down to it, a lot of these comments were racist and offensive, and it certainly calls to mind the situation that happened at Gypsy now over a decade ago when Patty Lapone called out someone in the audience for using their cell phone, yet it turned out that that person was an approved photographer that Patty herself had approved. In that situation, people kind of applauded Patty and were, you know, still kind of point to that as what theater people should do. Yet in this situation, it's very similar in the fact that Lilius White, a Tony winning legend like Patty Lapone, called somebody out inappropriately, didn't know the full situation and screwed up. And now she is being criticized. So everything about the situation is bad and it's icky grace. And I, like we said, we don't have a whole lot of big picture thoughts, just that this kind of sucks, and I hate that this has been one of the yeah. main stories of the of the conversation in the theater world over the past few days. Yeah, we're completely like we're recognizing in this moment, like that we continue to grow and learn from like because even the theater shocker has a lot of systemic racism and how we deal with these things. Um, but that we also have a lot of accessibility issues, right? So mm-hmm. I think this is a wonderful, unfortunate learning opportunity for everyone in the community, whether that's if you didn't know what those captioning devices looked like, or maybe mm-hmm. this is an opportunity for company managers to educate their um, cast crew members um, about what these things might look like in an audience setting, um, all of those things. So I, I, uh, I implore everyone to take this as a learning opportunity. I know a lot of people have been sharing on social media um, different accessibility um, like tidbits. And um, even uh, Paul Wanterek posted a great video about um, his listening devices um, oh. that he's used throughout the years. Um, yeah, it was really excellent. I, I appreciated what he was saying about this because he's someone who has to see hundreds he's, of shows a year. Yeah, he's the so, he's the editor-in-chief of Broadway.com or what, I don't know what his official title is, but he's the guy who runs yes. Broadway.com. So he sees literally everything. Yeah. And he was talking about um, his inner ear um, hearing devices and like how he has to um, how he hopes that the theater community will become more accessible as well. So um, I I take this as a a great learning opportunity on all fronts, whether that's learning how how we treat and talk about um, these like shortcomings um, from cast members. That's it's not their fault, but also like how we applaud um, you know, different people for, for the exact same thing. Um, so I think this is, uh, this has been a great learning opportunity for everybody this weekend. Yeah. Okay. Now on to the next story, which I'm not sure there is as much 
learning opportunities in this one. This one is feels even messier. Uh, it all stems around an interview that was released on Friday done by Jason P. Frank of Vulture with one of the stars of the current roundabout Broadway revival of 1776. That is Sarah Porkalob. She plays Edward Rutledge and she does use she, they pronouns. So I think that's important to point out, especially in context of what was being said in this interview. This is, to be quite frank with you, Grace, this is an interview like I've never seen from a current Broadway uh, star, somebody Yeah, from someone who has quite literally just opened a Broadway show. We've never seen this type of interview done. Yeah, and in fact, the interview was done before the show actually opened with the idea that it would be published after it was done. And I'm not going to read through any of the quotes. We will have a link in the show notes um, that you can go back and look. But basically, some quick takeaways were that In a lot of cases, uh, Sarah, who is somebody who often does her own work, like writes shows, performs in them, directs them. Um, Sarah didn't agree with a a number of the director's choices for this show and openly says it. Goes on to say that 1776, for all intents and purposes, is just a paycheck for her. And that literally she's only giving about 75% of herself to the show. There's a lot more. And I honestly, when I first kind of started hearing about this, Grace, I thought, oh, well, there's got to be some context and nuance to that. Those are just things being pulled out of context. And the article probably makes it sound much different. Nope. That's pretty much what uh, Sarah says in the article. So that was bad enough. That was causing a lot of consternation. Uh, Sarah specifically calls out, not by name necessarily, but the two directors are Diane Paulus and Jeffrey Page. Then on Saturday, on a Facebook post, Jeffrey Page said, quote, Dear nameless person, I know that you feel good about that thing you said. I didn't feel good about it. I know you feel like it is now your time in the sun. You ain't put in the time and you ain't done the work. You're unwise. You claim that you want to dismantle white supremacist ideology. I think that you are the very example of the thing that you claim to be most interested in dismantling. You are fake woke, rotten to the core, and stuck in the matrix. I hope that you get that increased IG following that you so desperately thirst, which is actually something that Sarah mentioned that one of the things I think this was kind of a flippant comment where she didn't like this was kind of a throwaway. Uh, But Sarah did say, hey, maybe my Instagram uh, followers will go up because of this show. It has gone back and forth since then. I, I this is drama and it's messy and I don't even like kind of talking about it. But like in terms of the theater community, Grace, you cannot avoid this conversation over the past few days. Yeah, it's it's I mean, every single uh, it's, everyone's timeline right now is is a screenshot of that Facebook post in accordance to um, their interview, uh, Sarah's interview with Vulture. It's just fascinating that, like, I don't know if it gets like approved through PR and all that good stuff. Ooh, like Matt Polk right um, now is I, I've been I talking with Robbie. <laughs> Matt Polk has to be having a horrible weekend as the press rep for that show. It's it's um yeah, it's massive, but um it is I'm just reading a lot of like nuanced like back and forth from a lot of people talking about, you know, like this is like an Asian performer, like and and apparently like they're incredible in the show. Like I just I'm think looking it's forward funny. to seeing it, yeah. Yeah. And then someone actually, I think it was actually Kate Ranking uh, this morning, posted a, an interview from Idina Menzel in twenty thirteen. That said, um, sometimes uh, she she said, uh, most of the time I like to hit 75% of the notes because there's no way that I could give 100% every single time. And that 75% is good enough and is great. And like I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But 
like that was 2013. That's Idina Menzel. Now you cut to now. And another performer is also agreeing like that they're, they're giving like an incredible performance. They're giving 75%. And I don't, I don't know why, but then everyone's like, well, then you're ungrateful. Da, 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 da. Um, so it's just, it's again, another fascinating conversation that I think that spirals into a lot of really important conversations that everyone wants to have or thinks that they want to have and pretends they have had. And so, um, yeah, it's just, it's never been done like this. And I, I, for one, am, am hopeful that we give the same care and consideration to um, performers of color, especially um, when they speak up about um, their ability to just all of it, all of it, the same, the same level that we give to like these incredible, like, especially like quote divas, um, these great white women, I guess is what you want to call them, like um, that we've done in the past. Um, I hope that we extend the same courtesy to other people. It's all messy. Like everything about this is um, double standard on double standard going both ways. And it, it should be pointed out that Jeffrey Page is a, a a black person. So this is a conversation between people of color that collaborated together. And it seems like it wasn't a great collaboration. And I think that there's some very interesting perspectives in Sarah's interview in Vulture, some things that I think were really interesting to see behind the, the curtains of this process and some things that actually sounded like Diane and, and Jeffrey did a great job of, of handling and then some where they didn't do a great job of handling. So I think that's enough of that, Grace. Is that OK with you? Let's bounce. Okay. Let's talk about other stuff. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about our sponsor for this week, Today Ticks. You all know I am getting ready to come up to New York for my next trip. Grace and I were going over a lot of scheduling things and show things before we started recording. But one of the places that I've already gotten tickets to see things for in this coming trip is Today Ticks. Whether it's a huge, pricey theater show that you just cannot miss or something you had no idea that you would actually be interested in, whether it's cabaret, comedy, or something else, Today Ticks makes getting tickets affordable and easy. It's a one-stop shop for theater tickets that have the best value for Broadway and beyond. All you have to do is download the app or visit todayticks.com and find that show that you want to see. Getting tickets is easier than ever. With the app, you can check out in 30 seconds and get your tickets with ease. See, this is why I love Today Ticks, right? Because you can kind of like get tickets whenever you need them. You can book them months in advance. Like if you're like Matt, you're a real planner. If you're me and you're constantly unhinged and unsure of what the next day will have, you can get tickets the day of, right? So you can feel spontaneous. You can decide, oh my gosh, I just read the most insane Twitter thread about this show. I have to get tickets tomorrow. Um, if that works for you, like you can absolutely use Today Ticks for that. So that gives you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs. I know so many people that post throughout like, you know, the Twitter feeds of like, I just secured my spot for like a lotto ticket for this show and Today Ticks. And it works. Like I've seen so many friends get to see shows they never would have gotten to see if it weren't for those lotto opportunities. So thank you so much. And then you can get also day of discounted tickets if you're like me, because um, sometimes you just got to go see a show. But Today Ticks isn't just for Broadway. That's let's be clear. I am planning and I have talked about my London West End trip and I have booked out certain days to say I can use Today Ticks on this day because I don't have a show plan. So you can also find tickets in cities across the country and around the world, including Chicago, LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, and more. Don't miss out on live entertainment. See that show you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytakes.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Takes purchase. That's promo code Broadway at T-O-D-A-Y-T-I-X dot com slash Broadway. 
Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. Todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, so let's get into some real quick news. I do want to mention that the upcoming City Center Gala presentation of Parade has found a conductor, and that conductor is the show's Tony-winning composer, Jason Robert Brown. He will be conducting the show from the pit. I already have my ticket to see it. All funds raised by the performances of Parade will go to ensuring the future of City Center's founding mission to provide all New Yorkers affordable access to world-class performing arts. The show is directed by Michael Arden and features a ton of stars, most notably Ben Platt and Michaela Diamond, uh, as the Frank couple in that. It was also announced last week that Chicago, the musical, will be hosting a trans tech October 29th. Uh, That, of course, has to do with the history-making star turn of Angelica Ross as Roxy Hart. Trans tech is an incubator for LGBTQ talent with a focus on economically empowering the transgender people in our community. So this is uh, very exciting. And I would not be surprised if this was something that uh, Angelica kind of like worked into her contract uh, to say, like, we need to do some sort of outreach if I'm going to come do the show. But the day begins with a networking opportunity at noon at uh, Spritz Times Square. And there will be a a matinee at 2.30 p.m. that day that is immediately after this opportunity. So we'll have the full details in the show notes if you want to uh, get more information about Chicago's event with Trans Tech. And then it was also announced on uh, on Saturday, actually, that Turner Classic Movies, TCM, will present a 12-film, 24-hour tribute to the late great Dame Angela Lansbury on November 21st. It'll have a ton of iconic films from her repertoire, including her first Academy Award nomination in Gaslight. Probably yeah, her- I, that's the thing. I don't think she's actually in Gaslight. No, I think that that's like a, I think, I think you've got that wrong, Matt. I would look it up. I see what you're doing here. I see, I see what you're <laughs> doing. Thank you very much. That's very well played because I was confused at first and then I got it. Um, but yeah, so that's in there. The Manchurian Candidate. Of course, the live capture of Sweeney Todd with George Hearn is in there as well. So really, really wonderful. Check that out. We'll have the full schedule in the show notes. All right, real quick, I'm going to run through the schedule. We are running long, so I'm going to do this really quickly. On Monday tonight, the Roundabout Theater Company's concert presentation of Pirates of Penzance, which a whole host of stars, is happening. Then on Tuesday, we are getting the first Broadway preview of Gabriel Byrne's Walking with Ghosts. We will also have the first off-Broadway preview for Straight Line Crazy at The Shed, starring Rafe Fiennes. Then on Wednesday, we will have the opening night of the Public Theater's presentation of A Raisin in the Sun, starring Tanya Pinkins. Then on Thursday, we will have the Broadway opening for the revival of Susan Laurie Parks' Top Dog Underdog. I may have a very, very exciting interview about that show coming up, uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, And moving on to some feel-good recommendations, Variety put out its 10 Broadway stars to watch. There are some great names in there, some people that I know you and I are very excited about. Actually, one or two people that have actually been guests here on Broadway Radio before, Uh, so check that out. It is people that are both on stage and off stage, which I think is is really good of Gordon Cox to do from Variety. People for like Martina Mayoke is in there, Soleil Pfeiffer, Jessica Stone, some really, really talented folks to keep an eye on. Grace, this past week has been quite busy for you. Uh, do you want to throw in a little fun things that have happened to you since the last time you were on the show? 
I, 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 there's been so much. So I had my first, like, I famously, I've, I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I get to now do so much with like partnerships and advertising and community engagement for a lot of uh, Broadway shows that are especially opening this year. And um, one of those shows, my first one officially that opened on Broadway was the piano lesson. And so I <laughs> made sure there was a gorgeous Steinway piano um, at the red carpet for that. And um, it was a rainy day. So like picture me standing in the rain outside side of the theater um the Barrymore like with an umbrella just waiting on these two really great dudes from Steinway um for this gorgeous piano delivery we had a great piano player um and every it, it had never been done so I just want to say like that was pretty cool um the music didn't interfere with like interviews and stuff but um it was just it was neat to be like oh my god whoopies like walking past <laughs> this piano and like it's just um it was a really magical night like um, so many people were there to support, uh, their, you know, fellow castmates, uh, that were, uh, in the show. Um, cause it was a really starry event. I feel like this Huge. was like the first really big starry opening of the year. And then we had the, the party at Tavern on the Green and it took all of me to not talk to Ethan Hawke. I need this out in the world. What? I'm sorry. I, I wanted to talk to him so badly, but like, it just wasn't the moment and it was kind of weird, but I just, he advocates for artists so well. And like, he just came out with that beautiful, like uh documentary about Paul Newman mm -hmm. and like his wife and all this stuff. And I just think he's so incredible. But anyways, we didn't have our before sunset moment, but we will one day. And, um, it was just a fantastic night, but I was so proud of my team and like AKA and, um, it really, it really was uh, an exciting time. So I loved seeing my name in a Broadway playbill for the first time. I, I could cry I thinking wait. about it. Uh, yeah, it was just like so magical of like, huh? Yeah. All these people make this happen. It's been a really great learning opportunity for me to learn all of the things that go behind putting a show up. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just want to say like all the teams that do like PR and, um, advertising and all those things, like they help make those ships run. And so I'm, I'm very grateful for those opportunities. But, um, the other thing was that, uh, this Friday, um, I was leaving my Anne Juliet event and, um, that was a really great, if you haven't like checked that out on iHeart and all that stuff, like please do. Um, but I was leaving and I had, I had tweeted out something like, I'm going to go get bubble tea. I want to celebrate all these Asians on Broadway. Cause I had the second preview ticket to K-pop. Um, thank mm -hmm. you to B-Way show for, for helping me make that happen. Cause I was out of town when they did that like great, um, $19, 19 Broadway yeah. debuts, um, ticket offer. And so I kind of like tweeted it out, but then a lot of people started sharing it. So thank you Broadway community for like uplifting that because I had like 25 plus people show up in Gershwin Alley with bubble tea. And it wasn't just like four Asian people. I just wanted to celebrate that there were Asians on Broadway. And it just so happens there are a lot of Asian owned businesses in Hell's Kitchen. And so I'm trying to do more on social media to kind of like uplift those businesses. Um, you know, I don't, I didn't post about this, but I probably will later. Like, it's not just that I want to celebrate Asians in the theater community, the theater community and like Hell's Kitchen in general have been so incredibly hurt by a lot of the Asian hate uh, crimes and issues that have happened in the last two and a half years. And so I don't think people realize like how, how massive and how important it is to continue to like uplift these people, make them feel safe and loved, um, in the, in the theater community, especially. So I'm excited about that. And, um, that's what happened. I, I posted about it like on TikTok and stuff, and it was just a really that's fun night. And I kind of want to make it. And that's what you missed on Glee. I want to do it more often. So I, I might start to do, like do these little meetups. I had so many, like, especially like young listeners of even Broadway radio too, that were like, Hey, like I do this. I, I listen to this. I'm a performer. I'm, this is my first like Broadway show. I'm saying like, it was just a really magical thing. So, that's awesome. um, thank you. Thank you for letting me talk about that. It, that's what you missed on Glee and there's going to be more. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah. And hi to Shelly who, uh, came up and said hi to me at intermission of a production of rent that I saw over the weekend. So. Ooh. 
All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Monday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. 